0: go with it i have to let you know what (laughs) let people know in the meeting oh andrea you're being recorded i want you to know that it's Uh part of microsoft team's private policy
1: (laughs) Amber, oh my gosh (laughs) it's not like microsoft is probably recording a whole bunch of other things without telling us
0: that is i i feel more and more each day that my phone is just always listening to me (laughs) Because I swear, whenever I start talking passionately about some topic to someone, Mm -hmm. that is just all that fills my ads and my social media for Mm -hmm. like at least the next three days.
1: Yep, yep. And you have the Google Pixel as well.
0: Oh, they're always listening. Yes. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) It's probably fueling, you know, they're they're training its AI
2: for all of its
1: Google Home home devices. Um, there was that thing I don't know if it's a software feature or if it was introduced into the new hardware in the phones but something along the lines of they made the chips um, where they can try to respond back to phone calls or something Good, along like the a... lines of like say if like, the AI will try and respond back to a phone call to try and understand why someone is calling you. I think that's something like that. Oh. Google AI responds to phone call. Let me see if I can pull it up.
0: That is that is interesting, but what would be the purpose of that? What's the okay. end goal for that?
1: Okay, so, yep. so I typed into Google, Google AI responds to phone call. And so some of the top responses is screen your calls before you answer them. Your Google assistant answers the call and asks who's calling and why. If the assistant determines the call is robocall or a spam call, then your phone auto hangs up.
0: Oh, wait, I've seen that button before. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't had to use it yet, but I've definitely seen that button where it's like screen call and i've never wanted to like screen a call that's like from my (laughs) mum i don't know what that does oh interesting i gotta try that out next time i'll report back to you
1: yeah so if you get a phone call from an unknown number and then i guess you can try that
0: oh hell yeah
1: also i guess welcome to the episode guys we just we just rolled right into it um Yes, this is episode 23 of Vibing at 4am. Um, as you can tell, we've already just begun with a with a riveting conversation about screening phone calls using AI.
0: Uh, yeah, I honestly, because I always see the button pop up, but mm-hmm. I feel like I am too used to just being like, oh, this is a phone call from someone important. Mm. So I just answer. But Mm -hmm. I never, I've always sort of wondered, like, what would happen?
1: Mm. I also, uh, I used to be on the camp of, oh, who's calling? You know, maybe it's someone actually important, even if I don't know their number. But I keep getting too many spam calls that now I've just given up. As soon as it's a a number I don't know, end call. End call. Yeah. But I've also made the mistake of not recording a proper voicemail message.
2: Oh, yeah. So,
1: because when I wanted to listen to my voicemails for the first time, it prompted me to to record a voice message. Instead of recording one, I just immediately ended the, the recording session. And so, I think <laughs> now it just goes straight to voicemail with no prompt, and mm. then All the voicemails I get now are these spam callers saying, hello, are you there? (laughs) I'm calling to you about your car insurance. Mm -hmm. Hello, hello. And then they hang up out of confusion. And so I don't know if this is a big brain idea to waste their time or if it's just also, I think it's also just wasting my own time because now I have to listen through all of these to see if they're actually important.
0: Oh, I mean, okay. I feel like it is kind of a big brain play. Because you are wasting a lot... Like, scammers' times. hmm But it is also, like... I feel like listening and going through them is not that bad. And <laughs> you can already go on the fact that, like, generally speaking, most people already don't listen to voicemails. Or don't go to voicemails. Or don't leave mm. a voicemail, really.
1: Mm, that's true. That's true. I do feel... Yeah, I don't really know anyone who uses voicemail actually i I usually don't i just either call them back or text them
0: yeah so honor i think personal relationships level no one uses voicemail Mm -hmm. in a business sense i see it happen oh yeah but that is pretty few and far in between in a person's life i think
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think so that would make sense yeah, so now I've just resorted to ending the calls. And I feel, because you know how there's all these, the cyber security data leaks that happen? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I think I've been getting more and more because of it.
0: Oh no, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah, there's I there was a period before where I got a lot of spam messages, but those are fine. Like, mm. you can usually tell when they're spam messages. And then there was a period where they got advanced because, um, you know, if you get a post, a parcel from OzPost or something, they'll send yep. you a text message yep. usually saying, oh, your parcel's on its way or blah, 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 blah. I got a spam, like a scam text under the OzPost number. Right. So you the it was in the message thread of among all the other official OzPost texts. Okay. And the reason why you can tell that it's fake is because it's you have an unclaimed package that we try to deliver to you in order to get it re-delivered or something. Please pay two ninety nine to this link or something like that. Mm-hmm. And but it's so wild because how did they get it sent under the OzPost? phone number such that it can appear under the OzPost message thread.
0: Yeah, oh that's really tricky of them. I think yeah. what they must have done is they figured out what the number that OzPost is sending the messages from mm-hmm. and then spoofed the number. Ah. Oh,
1: so so creepy.
0: I know. Dude, scammers are like <laughs> they have all these different tactics that I never really had thought about up until I started watching these YouTube compilations oh like, yeah of just oh, yeah. people wasting scammers times mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so underhanded
1: it is really and because well, some of these compilations um you know the the ones where they'll say hey um can you buy 500 dollars worth of gift cards yeah and, <laughs> and and send me the code or whatever and then so some of these youtubers who you know pretend to be a sort of character and waste their time they'll say oh so you want me to to input the code into my account and I then the scammers will just the same person yeah and then the <laughs> scammers will proceed to just yell at them yeah saying no don't use the code. Aren't you listening to, me? bro? You're. I can't believe you. You have the audacity to yell at someone that you're scamming. You're getting angry at them. You're the one scamming them. I don't think that's how it works.
0: <laughs> I think it's a tactic. It's. It's also just like. <laughs> they've just sort of led this scammer on a, on a wild goose chase. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why they're frustrated. Still in the moral compass of things, they are 100% deserved to get owned like that. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. But
0: <laughs> it's like I can understand why they're upset. Mm-hmm. But I, you're thinking of Kit Boga, I assume.
1: I don't know his name. I just oh, I just know okay. okay. the, just the vibe. guy. Yeah. yeah, I just know the guy.
0: Yeah, I do. I went on such a a binge <laughs> of YouTube scam uh, scam callers get owned. <laughs>
1: Because I think how the binge started, because back in the day, C-Dog, in his videos, because he used to do, like, these black butler voice acting oh, bits. yeah. And then he would use the black butler voice and try and talk to scammers in the oh, character. Oh, that's smart. In, like, in the character of the Black Butler and the whole voice, etc. And so I was like, this is a pretty interesting concept. Wow, look at all of my recommended from YouTube. Let's just go down the the rabbit hole, and that's how it started.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know that he, he called scam calls to waste that time. I thought he did prank calls.
1: Which... I think I think there might have been. Maybe it was just prank calls, but I think there were some scammer ones as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, anime prank calls um dash scammers. That's the the series.
0: Right. Oh, that's yeah. great. Cause I I don't like prank call content, even if it, even like when it was in its heyday back in like say 2013, mm. 2012, where cause it just feels uncomfortable, and I just feel bad for the like person, the minimum wage worker who just has to deal with oh, this guy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Because then that makes sense because that's the vibe with any prank video, honestly, because you get the sense of either this is scripted. So, you know, undervalues whatever they're trying to produce because it's not real or if it is real, you're just wasting this person's time and they've had to be publicly embarrassed on whatever platform that you've decided to upload this content onto.
0: Yeah, it's, but it was such a, like, defining era of YouTube. It like,
2: is. Like, that's that's it where is.
0: It's a Prank Bro came from.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a social experiment, guys.
2: <laughs> um,
0: I do, I I can see, like, fun in pranks as long as, like, the other person is in on it. Mm, so mm -hmm. i've told you how i'm a youtube shorts guy rather than a tiktok guy right Ah yes yes
2: Yes. i remember
0: so as i'm watching through my youtube shorts uh there's this like one couple i don't remember what the the channel name is but like their whole shtick at least from all the shorts that i've seen is that they each have like different creative ways of filling a balloon with like milk and then trying (laughs) to like pop what? it over the other person
1: but oh, what the heck
0: yeah so it's crazy it's just like this family or i i say family but it's mo- mainly the the two parents the husband and the wife mm-hmm. where they've like set up these balloons to hang under or over like a an archway and then they like shoot it with a bow and arrow toy or they like shoot it with like a play gun and it pops what and then it the just heck? they just drenches the other person in milk and then they started getting creative with it. They started throwing the balloon and then shooting it mid-air to, like, oh, what time the... it perfectly. It's insane. And I'm just like, <laughs> why is this content? There's so much milk everywhere.
1: <laughs> it's like dude perfect pranks.
0: It is dude perfect pranks, but it with a couple, and it's the only thing that they do.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm just like, at what point do you do you just get sick of it?
1: Yeah, because it's also, why milk as well? Because you could have easily done it with water.
0: Milk is a lot more visual, because uh, you can see, like, what it is, right? Whereas water, is it's clear.
1: I guess so, yeah. Because the only thing is, for me, milk, if you don't clean that, it's going to go sour, man. Yeah. You don't clean it properly. That's
0: what I'm saying. They're doing it over, like, like rugs and stuff. I'm <gasps> just like, <No>. dude. <laughs> That's, you guys gotta be making a lot of money off this, <laughs> <laughs> off this endeavor.
1: Yep, that rug's, you know, we can just toss it out now, don't need it anymore. We'll record
0: three more, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it'll,
1: it'll make <laughs> its come. money back. Exactly. Damn, what the heck?
0: That's, that's the f- other, the other thought I had, uh, sorry to cut you off, but no, the other thought okay. I had was like, how, how does that relationship function? Because I feel like, you walk around your house, you gotta be on edge all the time.
1: Ah true. True. Or would you or would you try and anticipate it at that point instead of being afraid, just like, hmm, where's the camera at? Is there a camera in this room?
0: But then that's like I don't wanna have to always be on edge when I'm in my own house trying to like live <laughs> life, you know?
1: Or Unfortunately, to ruin the the illusion, maybe they've just pre-planned it.
0: It's, it's all fake.
1: <laughs>
0: no, it's on the internet. It has to be real.
1: <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> or the balloon, I guess, in this case. <laughs> Santa isn't real, Josh.
0: Wait, what? Since what we- <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, um, I mean, the tooth fairy definitely visits you and puts the money there themselves
0: uh, and not I mean, your
1: parents for
0: everything. The tooth fairy stopped existing to me when I stopped losing teeth, which is a good thing.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's true. I don't think you want to be losing any more teeth right now.
0: Yeah. The tooth fairy is also weird in concept. Like, someone had to come up with the idea of, like, children are losing their teeth, but let's give them money for it. But then let's guise it under this mythical being.
1: (laughs) True. What was the initial purpose? Who wants to be buying these teeth?
0: (laughs) Are people buying the teeth? Yeah. I mean, I guess so, right? That must be where it comes from.
1: Okay, because I guess the other alternative is, which I can see happening, is parents wanting to keep parts of their children's childhood which i guess can make sense because i have seen i don't know where probably somewhere on the internet where they'll keep their baby's teeth or if not then probably i've seen pet owners keep their pets teeth
0: that feels weird to me yeah it is weird
1: but i think it does happen but then comes in the point of when did you start to feel like as though you should be paying for this <laughs> this commodity
0: <laughs> this natural resource
1: <laughs> it's not as if you pay and then you can acquire more <laughs> regardless of whether you pay or not it is a finite resource
0: yeah <laughs> That is funny to think about. That's just like a really savvy child who is like, they they hold on to their own teeth and then they, they make a business deal. Trade <laughs> offer.
1: <laughs> I have something that you want. You have something that I want.
0: Exactly. It's Boss I give, Baby. <laughs> I, <laughs> I give you teeth, you give me candy bar.
1: <laughs> and that's how the Boss Baby movie was made.
0: Stonks. In- stonks truly <laughs> i have not seen the boss baby movie
1: neither neither have i oh. i don't i don't really know what it's about honestly i just know that i think it's Alec like, baldwin
0: is that the his... the guy think... who got in trouble with uh, the gun
1: wait wait what do you mean what do you mean
0: There was a, I think it was Alec Baldwin, where he, like, has a production company, and then on set, someone shot a gun, but the gun was real, and I think it killed someone.
1: What?
0: And it was Alec Baldwin's company that was, like, responsible for that.
1: Oh, Um, no, yep, yep, I think so. Wait, this, is this recent news?
0: It's not like recent recent, but I think I feel like I heard it this year for sure. Like maybe a couple Ah, months ago.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I'm on the first link and it says last October, a woman died on the set of the Western Rust after a prop gun Alec Baldwin was holding accidentally discharged in the course of rehearsing a scene. Oh my gosh. Wait, what the heck? How does a why is a pop gun capable of being shot in the first place?
0: <laughs> At that point it's just a gun. <laughs> it's not a prop. <laughs> <laughs> why is it
1: even why does it even have bullets in it? <laughs> that, unless they actually needed it for something.
0: Unless it was a polyguised assassination attempt.
1: Oh stonks. <laughs> stocks is not
0: the right meme for that.
1: <laughs> uh, it was just, it's just uh, recency. Yeah, it's, recency. It's,
0: in the, it's on the brain.
1: <laughs> Damn, bro! Like, I did not know that. I didn't even hear about this. What the heck? Really? No, I did not. Oh.
0: Jeez.
1: Only yes. re- oh sorry.
0: Oh no, go ahead.
1: The only, the only thing that I know Alec Baldwin. From I mean I'm pretty sure I know him in other things. But in um his role in Cat in the Hat with um is it Michael Myers? You know the live action, The Cat in the Hat? Have you seen it? Uh,
0: I I may have once as like a young teenager.
1: Like low key nightmare fuel when you think about it too much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man i didn't even think about like how weird that is (laughs) now that you've brought it up that is weird that that exists
1: right a live action version is is really strange of that they managed to make him in but then also because you know how dr seuss all of his characters have that kind of muzzle look on their face yeah kind of like a big
0: they Elvis. all look like uh like they're Homer Simpson.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good description. I think it's in I think it's in Universal Studios somewhere. They've made a section of the park. I think it's called Hooville, and they have characters dressed up, and they have all it's pretty much. An extension, live version of the Cat and Hat. But imagine all the people—they're dressed up, you know, in funky outfits—and they have that. They all look like Homer Simpson in real life.
0: <laughs> okay, but that that one's less weird to me.
1: Is it I, less weird
0: for me? Because I feel like when you go to an amusement park, there's the expectation that there will just be people dressed up as fictional characters.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Because that, and especially at Universal, like that's a part of the appeal.
1: I mean, I guess so, I guess so. But I just feel like it's it's because they're so close to looking like human, but then they're not, that it's mm. kind of scary, I think.
0: Yeah, I could see how like some people would find it scary or like creepy or unnerving.
1: Yeah, because like, I'm it... looking at this picture, and it's mm-hmm. just, I'll send you the picture, and yes. I guess for any listeners at home, they can search up Universal Studios Whoville. But like these is, this is supposedly what the characters look like, the the cost
0: Oh, like this. Yeah. Oh, that is bizarre. It's right? okay. So to describe it, to paint a a verbal picture, it's like they've taken the shape of the nose, but then made it like a rat nose <laughs> that like protrudes out, and so their upper lip and their nose just like juts out way further than it ever should
1: yeah it's like it's like those cartoon mouse noses that are triangular that like go out into a point
0: yeah oh because what i was imagining was only the cat which was just like a full-on suit in my mind Um... of like oh he's really furry he's like he's got full like a basically just like a the mascot head
1: on, mm-hmm, rather
0: mm-hmm. than mostly a human oh, face, no, but with this no. weird snout thing going
1: on. No, even you know the even in that movie, the cat in the hat, he does have that weird mouth thing as well. You know oh, how they've designed God. the how they've designed these um, Universal Studios cast members. Like, mm-hmm. I think they are actually just it's just designed to look like that.
0: Oh no!
1: <laughs>
0: oh, what is this? How does this movie exist?
1: That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying, bro. Alec Baldwin was in this movie. This Mike Myers is is the Cat in the Hat. Mike Myers is he the um uh what's his name? Austin Powers Austin
0: dude. Powers, yeah.
1: He is the Cat in the Hat, bro. I just, I just, how, how do they? Things...
0: Uh. What a s- storied career that man has lived. Hey?
1: <laughs> what a world we live in, where all of these things exist.
0: I know. Sp- okay, this is uh, reminded me about something else. Speaking mm-hmm. about live, a uh, bad live adaptations. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever seen the Death Note live live action? no i
1: have not i've just heard memes about it that's where okay. the memes of of like manga anime yeah. <laughs> netflix adaptation came from
0: it's it's pretty on the money of like how terrible it is because so anyone who really knows me about and my like anime taste knows that i love death note
2: mm-hmm. it is
0: my favorite series it's like the the series for me and now when I had like originally heard that they made a Netflix adaptation, like a live adaptation, I think I looked at it and I immediately saw a white guy playing light. And, uh, and I was like, all right, I'm not watching this. That's mm-hmm. cool. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they've, they've made another live, not Netflix, but like people have made another live action of Death Note. And mm-hmm. I, I will say it's not good, but it's not bad. You can watch it and be entertained for an hour and a half. Mm. Now the the Netflix one is bad. <laughs> so I had I had seen it when it originally like first came out, or at least when it was announced, and I was like, all right, cool, it's gonna be terrible, don't worry about it, and I raised it from my mind. Mm-hmm. And then like maybe a month ago, or even less, like maybe a couple weeks ago, Geo reminded me that this exists. <laughs> And she sends me a clip of like, of one one scene where it's basically. Uh, have you seen Death Note? No, I haven't.
1: <laughs> okay, basically,
0: it's it's basically right at the beginning where mm-hmm. um the main character's name is Light. He touches mm-hmm. the Death Note. When he touches the Death Note, it's like a magical book, and he's able to see like a god of death. Mm-hmm. And so this god of death in the like manga and anime, he just appears. But Light, as a character, he's, like, a very intelligent and calculated and, like, very, like, cool as a cucumber sort of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, like, as a human, you see a god of death, You anyone would get a little startled, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in the manga and anime, he gets, like, shocked, but he keeps his cool. Like, he's still, like, like Mr. Cool Guy. Mm-hmm. In the Netflix adaptation, he sees uh, the god of death, And it's just, like, a minute clip of him screaming and running around.
1: Oh, what the heck?
0: It's so bad. (laughs) It's so, like, overly dramatized. And it doesn't do any justice to, like, anything of what Death Note is. And I find that hilarious.
1: (laughs) Because I feel... I feel they're... You know, animation serves its own purpose of being able to express things in a particularly dramatized or over caricatured way. Not like as in it's meant to be funny or anything, but it has its own means of expressing things that cannot be expressed through live action, which I feel things like Death Note Mm. (laughs) should be reserved for animation purposes. If you know, it's because I I know ger- generally the gist of what happens and I've seen the characters and I feel as though the vibe of the show should retain its original format. And I actually looked at it now as you're explaining, and the cha- the main character who plays Light is in. Uh, um, have you seen the Fault of Our St- of the Fault in Our Stars?
0: I have not. Okay, go on.
1: So he plays a character in that movie and he also plays another character I think in another book another film also written by John Green and so I just have this image of him playing protagonist of a young adult fiction book written by John Green archetype Mm -hmm. and then to see him put into this film which is supposed to be like you know, somewhat, I guess I would imagine, serious, horrifying, dark. Yeah. It's very serious. I've already mentioned serious. But I feel that is the main gist. And for, I feel the character, maybe actor choice, and then what you've described of him just yelling for a minute, is just, it's, the math ain't math thing.
0: It, it doesn't. It doesn't work, but it's like, because you describe it as like, oh, it's supposed to be very serious and very like, like a thriller almost. Yeah. At least if it wanted to keep true to like the original series. But this one is, it's just goofy. It's just so like, there's just so many weird things. This is how I feel like the Mario movie is going to turn out. Oh, But but But,
1: have you seen the Mario Trailer?
0: though I saw a little bit of it. I, I mean, I look. I think Mario. It's okay though, because Mario wasn't intending to be taken seriously in the yeah. Place. I think so. So it fits in theme, mm-hmm. but it is still like just such a random collection of like these actors. I in a agree. Movie.
1: I agree, especially for some characters that don't even have proper voice lines, yet they've casted, you know, A-list celebrities who yeah. have very distinctive voices. <laughs>
0: Isn't Seth Rogen, like, Donkey Kong?
1: Yeah, you got Seth Rogen, you got, I think, Michael Keegan. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Michael uh, the, Keegan.
0: That guy from Key and Peele.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his. That's the one. Um. What else do we have? Uh, There's some other notable ones as well. There's the girl from The Queen's Gambit. You've got Jack Black.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's Keegan-Michael
1: Key. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dude, Jack Black is in that movie.
1: Like, he's Bowser. What is he going to (laughs) say?
0: He's just the funniest Bowser of all time. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So, I'm... I'm interested to see how it'll go. Maybe it'll be one of those movies that does a lot of subverting of expectations.
0: Um, I hope so.
1: But I guess we'll see. Because I don't even, I can't really even imagine Chris Pratt's voice, even though there's the trailer.
0: (laughs) It's a
2: movie Chris Pratt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how I feel about him. 'Cause he's also voicing Garfield. I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast already, but he's also voicing Garfield. And I just don't imagine Chris Pratt to be A the voice the voice of Mario or Garfield.
0: Yeah, I I I don't I mean, I'm down to be surprised, but I don't see it going over like smoothly
1: in my mm. mind. Mm. Yeah, perhaps it's one of those movies, like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, where people are just like, oh my gosh, yo, they made Sonic into a movie? Yo, Jim Carrey's in this movie? She
0: Okay, I I say this, but I also, I mean, I didn't ever expect Ryan Reynolds to be Pikachu.
1: That's true. That's also true.
0: And that movie did alright, I think. There weren't any, like, super huge, like, it wasn't bad, I don't think, right?
1: Mm, I think it went pretty well, from what I remember. Like, it was a fairly successful movie.
0: Uh, Yeah. Or, like, like, it's not successful
1: as in, like, a critically acclaimed, but people enjoyed it, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't remember people saying it was bad, because I have Mm -hmm. not seen it, but, like, I feel like I would have heard about it, or seen (laughs) It memed the hell yep. out
1: of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree.
0: You know, what? I'm know. on board. I see Chris Pratt as
1: Mario. <laughs> <laughs> We've in the span of five minutes have changed our minds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm down to see it. It is still funny though. It's like an American actor playing an Italian plumber developed by a Japanese company. Mm-hmm.
1: There's there's just a lot of different cultural factors at play here.
0: Yeah, he's Mr. Worldwide.
1: <laughs> Should have gone Pitbull.
0: <laughs> One thing I did want to touch on mm-hmm. was this idea of the uh like things sticking to animation. Mm. So like there are certain shows or certain media that like should just be reserved for the creativity uh the creative limits of like animation rather than live action mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard but they're redoing a live action avatar the last airbender oh
2: yeah yes
1: i've heard there's so much happening with this live action bro <laughs> it's just so sad okay you can you can talk about it first
0: i i don't have a lot to say i cuz all i know is that it's happening
2: mm-hmm.
0: but like the show's original creators eventually left mm-hmm. it like it's it does feel like netflix is trying to mm. do it justice mm-hmm. but i it's uh, one of those things again where i'm like i don't know if it's going to be good
1: yeah i don't think so i kind of feels as though netflix has It's kind of got the sunk cost fallacy attached because I'm sure the original creators were super hyped when Netflix decided to do this live action adaptation. But, you know, um, there's a lot of controversies attached primarily because I think the person who is going to play soccer, I think, because you know how they really try to do the casting right this time. Yeah. As opposed to the original <laughs> live action movie casting a white dude as as Aang. Uh, so,
0: sorry, what, what original live action uh,
1: movie? yes, this will be the first one, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but so the so they really wanted to make sure that, you know, perhaps like people playing certain characters, you know, are uh, as close to the original ethnic background as possible so i guess people from the water tribe would preferably you know have indigenous backgrounds etc etc so it was found out after they casted the person of soccer that he's actually white and Uh i think he lied about his him having indigenous background Uh. in order to get casted onto the show something along those lines I may be paraphrasing so to speak but I think that was one of the major things to come out of it is like bro you didn't do your research on this person like seems kind of sus that you know this person just like will nilly lie to get in and be casted like are you going to do anything are you going to recast are you going to set any expectations right etc cetera, etc cetera. I don't know if they're still going with that after or what happened. And then and then it seems as though because I saw a article, something about how they're using technology similar to what is done in the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. where it's kind of a imagine sort of like a really large curved screen. So then they can just film. Like a background, they can play a background and have the actors like walk in front of it, and then it looks like they're kind of in that environment. I don't know how to explain it properly, but it's very expensive technology. So mm-hmm. you can clearly see that Netflix is throwing all this money into it, but the fact that the original creators were still like, no, it's not worth it. I'm just, we're just gonna bounce. We're gonna make, I think they said they're gonna make their own movie or something. Along those lines with the characters, but older, kind of just speaks volumes Uh, as to how they're just, you know, it seems as though Netflix is really willing to put this out there and throw as much money at it as necessary. But they were still just, yeah, nah.
0: Yeah, that is a big red flag because like you can throw as much money as you want to something, Mm -hmm. but money doesn't make art.
1: That's why I'm... Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, you just end up with whatever... A Michael Bay film, really. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like... It's really high production quality. But, Mm -hmm. like, at the end of the day... You're watching Sharknado 6. So... (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I... uh, I didn't know about that whole thing with soccer. That's gotta be a pain.
1: Yeah... It's, I don't even know how people found that out, actually.
0: Dude, I mean, people these <laughs> days are crazy. They'll be able to find your home address if you say something bad about Jungkook. Cook. So, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> so true, so true. Um,
0: yeah, I that because it's like when when they find that out, they have I don't know if they have to recast, but like if they choose to do that, that's like a whole process again. And then the audience has to be like, oh, it's soccer. But like now he's always being compared to the other guy. It's like, oh, maybe the other guy would have been a better actor, even though if he didn't fit the cultural criteria.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: then on the other hand, if you keep him then it's like, oh, well, what was the point of having that criteria in the first place?
1: Yeah, because it says a lot about the, I guess, the people who make the live action as well. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when companies have con like you know how like the Try Guys had their controversy recently? Mm, yep. And so it speaks volumes in regards to which action you take. If you don't remove him or publicly denounce their behaviors, you're implicitly supporting them or you know, um endorsing those actions.
2: Yeah. So if the
1: if so if the production company or the director or whatever the casting people whoever decide to keep this actor then it says a lot about them that they're not willing to you know sort of uh, not really punish but sort of you know publicly distance themselves away from these
0: yeah. unethical
1: actions so to speak
0: yeah, it's sort of just like you I guess you do have to show that you denounce the behaviour mm-hmm. in some regard. But then I guess it's like how much do you have to denounce it and how like serious was the behavior?
1: Yeah. Because I don't given that you know, sometimes the internet also makes mistakes. Yeah. So so I guess I don't actually know how serious it is. I mean, perhaps... He could be telling the truth, and maybe he does have indigenous roots. And so, hence, they've decided to keep him. But it also... I don't know, it just seems weird that, like... You know the the quote of... "If, If I had a quarter every time this happened to me, I would have two quarters. It's not a lot. But it's just weird that it's happened, that I have two quarters in the first place. Yeah. It's kind of that sort of vibe, you know. I mean, there is a possibility, given the benefit of the doubt, that they are telling the truth. But it's also, it raises some flags that this was brought up in the first place. Because it's not as if you're a big celebrity that people just hate for no reason. You know, I can understand if it's, you know, people bring up scandals out of nowhere to bring famous people down. But if it's kind of just a small-ish actor, then there's less motivation? Question mark? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it that way. Because m- in my mind, I was thinking, like, let's just say it was true. But, like, even if it was true... I don't see it as like a big, like a big flight or what's the word? Like a big Mm error, if that makes sense. And I think that that may just apply to me, and maybe other people feel differently, Mm -hmm. which I guess is why discourse is a thing. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, but like, if I was to find out that he was not an indigenous person and then that ended up being true my initial thought is like well people when they thought he had indigenous background they thought that he was a good fit already Mm -hmm. knowing that he doesn't now i mean he still is a good fit and can do his job right Mm. whereas like the difference between that and this uh, this hypothetical first movie, first live action, <laughs> is that like people look at the cast for that, and and like their initial reaction is like, well, that's just not correct.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So I think at least in my moral compass, it doesn't feel like a huge problem. It's just like a, oh, you lied to us. I don't really know why you did that.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I guess
0: I I do know why you did that, but like. You could see why it was now caused problems for this, this, and this reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but we've come this far. You're still good at the job, and you're still good at performing. And especially if they've already started filming, that's mm. going to be a hell of pain because then they have to like redo takes with a new, ca- a new actor, right?
1: Mm. I feel as though like there is a somewhat underlying thing because um indigenous he's exploiting indigenous people's identity by using it to his advantage mm-hmm. and and then uh, indigenous people have already been exploited because you know like probably racism etc and you know people have um, oppressed them or you know treated them at a disadvantaged um first pers- like with the indigenous people have been treated unfairly because of their identity and now as times have changed would i feel as those as though those people may feel now you're using our identity to your advantage
0: mm, i see does that, that make does, sense that does make sense yeah
1: i mean i don't really like i don't mean to speak on behalf of those people either maybe they're fine with it. I don't know., um, but I just feel as that may be the underlying thing as to why people are angry about it because it's because it's like, I guess because I always try and think about it from my point of view, say, if um, say if like a story being told is um on TV is very culturally relevant to, I don't know chinese heritage or something mm-hmm. and so you would hope that you know they would find actors who kind of live through that experience etc etc and then you know for example you get someone who like says that they're waqian and oh i have some connections to this heritage and then they're actually not waqian and uh... And then would you feel cheated of that because it's you're supposed to be representing, you know, our culture and our history, especially on such a big platform. And now, you know, you're manipulating our identity to get you somewhere when we could have had one of our people represent our story, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's actually such an excellent analogy. You've, you've changed my opinion.
1: <laughs> I was trying hard to think about it. I was, like, forming it as I was going along. <laughs> it made sense.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I I, I definitely see that. Because imagine it's, like, it's a movie about, like, Chinese culture, but then you find out the lead is, like, Vietnamese. <laughs> and then it's just like, well, I mean, they're Asian, but... <laughs> They're not the right, they're not Chinese.
1: Mm. Cause then I feel also though that is a another thing that people have contention about, but it's not as strong as finding out, for example. Um, because the soccer dude I think is Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess it's Oh, I see, just like so fully Caucasian. Yeah, so it's like the differences, the disparity is wider, right?
2: Whereas, I
1: guess, like, if it's Chinese and, for example, Vietnamese, I guess they're still Asian. So some groups of people say it doesn't, it shouldn't matter as much because we should be celebrating that Asians are on TV anyways or on film or on a big mainstream platform. Whereas the other group is like, well, you're almost there. Why couldn't you just cast the right person in the first place?
0: Mm, That's a good point. And it is also like that big disparity sort of just comes from like one of the parties or like the one of the cultures being like, ah, uh, you are the mainstream culture that is yeah. already in a lot of movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you're taking away from, yes, sure, you can be doing a great job, but giving it to this person means that you've, you know, excluded all the other potentially um, very capable people who are actually of that culture as well so i don't know
0: yeah no that's a that's a really good point this has been an enlightening conversation
1: <laughs> stemming from live action avatar <laughs> Woo! yeah
0: because
1: oh, oh yeah,
0: yeah. sorry no, no no go ahead
1: because i guess um s- Cause when you think about going back to, you know, when you have different Asians play different other Asian ethnicities. Have you seen like Fresh Off the Boat or Kim's Convenience?
0: No, but well, I, I know the shows.
1: <laughs> okay. So so Kim's Convenience has Simulu. Um, though so I think the family in the show is meant to be Korean. Mm-hmm. And I think I haven't seen the show properly, but I'm pretty sure Simu is part of the household characters, Mm -hmm. but he's Chinese. Yeah. And then in Fresh Off the Boat, they also have like a family structure type deal. Um, But do you know Randall Park from Wong Fu? He's Korean, but the family is meant to be from Taiwan. Right, yeah. I sort of feel as though like these shows because they're the first to kind of introduce Asians in such a mainstream way. The Asians are the main characters of the show, and everyone's like, "Wow, we should celebrate!" You know, these are like the first shows, whatever. In um, I don't know. I think Fresh Off the Boat was like the first. Ah, uh, what is it called like the those like main channels on TV, like one of the first like sitcoms with like an Asian cast ah, or whatever okay. on like main channel tv or something along those lines so people they're like wow oh my gosh this is such a great achievement blah 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 blah. and i would imagine probably kim's convenience has sort of the same the same comments as well you know wow you know this show really centers on you know having asians as the main cast and not just side characters or throwaway characters but then yeah. you don't really hear as much discourse about like well why isn't the whole the whole family made of like korean actors or taiwanese actors etc
0: yeah that's that's a good point do you think that shang chi got a similar treatment because it wasn't the whole thing with shang chi it's like everyone that sort of i i guess not everyone who worked on the movie but like all the key people who were involved in the movie were Asian.
1: I think so I don't know too much about Shang-Chi I, I feel as though they did do more of their research in towards like the Chinese heritage part given that the amount of work they were willing to do with introducing like the Mandarin language into this into the parts of the show of uh, the movie sorry Um. And they've, I think that Shang-Chi's dad is actually, like, a famous, I think he's from Hong Kong? I don't know, like, a predominant actor in Chinese media.
0: Okay, that's cool.
1: I think so. Like, maybe, like, a martial artist or some type of, like, he's actually quite famous, I think. Yeah. So I think that they've done at least... For Hollywood slash Marvel standards, not including actual maybe indie type films, like everything, everywhere, all at once, that type of vibe. I think for like Hollywood Marvel standards, perhaps they've done more. Probably also because there's a lot of eyes focusing on them.
2: Mm, yeah. For,
1: it's like with Black Panther. Like, um, they've done a lot of their due diligence to make sure, I guess, that the uh African slash black community is represented you know they had like a I think African America director they collaborated collaborated with um a lot of black artists I think for their soundtracks
0: um okay you know yeah. good on you Marvel because yeah. that was the one thing I I sort of knew about Shang-Chi despite mm-hmm. not having the the this the theme is I haven't seen it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh is that the soundtrack for Shang-Chi has Asian artists.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Which is I mean the reason I know that is because Nikki is on the is there mm-hmm. and well we all know why I love Nikki. But, <laughs> but like Keshi is on there as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also have DPR as well.
0: Oh really? I didn't know that actually.
1: Yeah, I I didn't know it either, but um I had a look through their playlist the other day and I saw that they were included as well. I was like, bro, that's crazy. That's sick. Yeah, so they do have quite a range of of Asian artists, which is very cool. Um so because in comparison to the mess that was Disney's Mulan. Uh. (laughs) it's just like I'm pretty sure Shang-Chi had more Mandarin spoken in their film than in Mulan and Mulan was supposedly I think during production meant to be filmed with you know in China with Chinese actresses and having all of this you know research and I guess from a very superficial standpoint Sure. You know, they tried something different with their costume and makeup, etc. that wasn't seen in the original film and is not really what you would imagine is, I guess, you know, traditional Chinese martial arts type films, etc. Um, they had, I think, oh, what's his name? I think his name is Donnie something, like a prominent Chinese actor um the main character the main actress who played mulan is a predominant uh chinese actress
2: right yeah
1: etc etc but then just a lot of other creative decisions i think like for example the director was a white female
0: um ah, i see
1: there was a lot of other choices creative choices that were made that just did not make sense with the with sort of the i guess perhaps era or sort of time period i guess i don't know it's just like it just didn't make any sense like they didn't do enough of their due diligence i think to make sort of that culture enhance the storyline it just seemed more like an obligation that they had to follow rather than making it work for them
0: Mm, right that's so interesting. Culture, I guess, influences our decisions in such subtle ways. Because
2: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. it's like you wouldn't imagine having like a white director would have such a drastic impact on like the outcome of a story that has already been told.
2: Mm,
1: because I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know the director, so I can't really say that. Maybe she did try her best, but Disney was just like, nah. I think that we shouldn't do that.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah. Or like, you know, right. some of
1: the other creative team were like, yeah, let's do it this way. I mean, I we can't really say for sure. So I don't, like, maybe she did try her best. But also it kind of speaks volumes when perhaps like rumors about the script before the movie was being actually produced supposedly had shang replaced by a white general or a white guy in the army and yeah that was a that was a that was a time that happened <laughs> that was a period that happened that was a thing
0: by far one of the times
1: yep yep so i don't know i don't know i just I, if anything i just hope perhaps maybe one day when they do another round of revamps of Disney movies, they'll actually do it properly the next time. Mm.
0: Can only hope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do want to quickly pivot. Yeah. Kind of hard pivot, honestly. <laughs> but like.
1: Go ahead. Yep. 180.
0: So, because we were talking about the Shang-Chi, um, the, I guess this whole idea of like the soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought about Keshi. And ah,
1: then it's like, yes.
0: Are you going to see Keshi tomorrow? Yes. Okay. Are you excited? Are you a big Keshi fan?
1: I am, I am a, a above-average casual listener. Okay. I like his songs, and yes. I would jam out to his songs, but I actually don't really know the lyrics because I'm primarily a... I like the melody type person. I remember
0: this. <laughs> We've talked about this before.
1: And so I've heard that... A lot of people have been screaming the lyrics and I don't know how I'm going to, (laughs) to follow up.
0: That's okay. You can, you can (laughs) go and not know the lyrics to songs and still have a good time.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm I'm keen for that.
0: Yes. Um, I, cause I feel like I'm in a similar, or I was in a similar boat, but Mm -hmm. I did know the lyrics to like a couple of his songs. Mm Um, but yeah, it's like for the most part, I felt that I am more of just like a oh, I listen to Keshi, like pretty frequently. Like he'll be mm. probably on my top five Spotify.
2: Mm-hmm. But like
0: I, I wouldn't say like I'm a, I'm not Michael Chow. I'm like not a mega uh, fan, right? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I'm not a
0: Michael. I'm not a Michael Chow. I'm not a Jackie Liu. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Understandable.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. But. I guess because I wanted to talk about the Keshi concert because I went into it being like just like a pretty slightly above average fan. Mm -hmm. But I think that at least when I went on Sunday, the performance was really good.
1: How is it good? Do you detail your experience? Okay. Do a recap for me.
0: So the, (laughs) the recap is basically like I got there at, like, 6, somewhere between, like, 6 and 6.30. hmm Uh, and by this point, because the concert starts at 7.30 for us, I don't know mm-hmm. when it starts for you guys, mm. but, uh, when we got, or when I got there at 6-ish, uh, the line was up to, from Roundhouse to Tyree.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: So, I, uh, that's not even the worst part. I, uh, I got in the line around like the Tyree building,
1: oh which, my God.
0: which is like not bad, mm-hmm. considering that the the line continued up to like the electrical sciences building, oh, yes, so that's like up main walkway up until like uh, I think like the lawn where that lawn, the globe lawn is,
1: oh what the like
0: heck? it's a it was a long line <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> a lot of so you kind
1: of been like the first. Several like first maybe hundred couple hundred people then if it's like up until Tyree,
0: yeah. So I comparatively was pretty early, and so Mm -hmm. I I met up with Ahad and Lily, uh, and then we go in, we go in like doors open like seven thirty, uh, and then we get in. We went upstairs, so they let people go upstairs to like view from the top, Mm. uh, because we like could have been in down in the mosh but it sort of was like there were already enough rows of people that were just crowding the front and i didn't want to be like oh we're just gonna be standing in the middle
1: yeah let's just go up to the top Mm
0: -hmm. it's not worth um so the view from the top is honestly pretty good uh, especially if you're near the front of like like near the rails Mm -hmm. because you'll be able to see everything you won't mm-hmm. be able to get like your up close photo with, with Lucchese, but mm-hmm. you could definitely see the whole performance.
1: Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Um,
0: I don't know if he has the same like opening act, uh, because you know how there's always like the oh, artist like, who comes on before the artist. Yeah,
1: like Ray Brown, is it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is the same.
1: I think so. I think so.
0: So, I. I, I don't want to be mean, but he was kind of mid.
2: <laughs> Spitting
1: facts, and,
0: and I mean, I think part of why he was mid was not his fault, or it may mm-hmm. not have been his fault. I think his performance, it was like, he was an all right singer, but he didn't have a band. So it was just a backing track and him singing. Oh, uh, and <laughs> I also thought that his songs were just sort of... They're, like, not bad, but they're they are just, like, songs I would listen to while not thinking about it.
1: Uh, background of, music. Sort
0: of, yeah, a little background music vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't... I mean, that's not what you're here for. <laughs> and so, honestly, the Ke- Keiichi's performance was actually really good, in my opinion. And, like, the whole experience of that show... Of the three concerts I've gone to in, like, the past two months, it's been mm-hmm. my favourite.
1: Whoa, that's pretty high praise.
0: Yeah. I, uh, Ahad and, uh, and I were betting, basically the whole night, how many times Michael Chow is going to cry. Because <laughs> 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 I think Ahad said, like, three or four. I think he, like, <laughs> picked out the exact songs. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> Ahad's just... He just knows them He's just extra um, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like dude when the first because the first song is is get it mm. um and when that hits when he just he comes on stage and that song starts playing and the drums are going insane it's the feeling is un, unimaginable it's just so hype and then oh. everything just sort of like it's it just picks up steam and it, it was amazing
1: Amber, oh so keen so keen
0: like, of the three concerts I I went to, mm-hmm. like, the Cashew concert, I've gone back to watch the videos to, like, relive the moment. Yeah, <laughs> you was, like, took Damn. a
1: lot of videos this time.
0: I did. I took so many. I took all videos of pretty much, like, all the songs that I really like.
1: Ah, fair enough. So I sense. took,
0: like, the opening to Forget It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I recorded Beside You because I really liked that one. Mm -hmm. uh drunk was a a really like just a beautiful performance and it was also like a beautiful moment because there was just a period of the song uh where like he starts to sing Mm -hmm. it's like right at the beginning because you know how it starts off with the chorus Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um and so he starts to sing but like everyone in roundy is just sort of singing and like drowning him out (laughs) so <laughs> he's just sort of standing there bewildered, like <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: Wow, all these people like my songs. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: dude. No way. Why there's so many depressed Asians here? <laughs> <laughs> um and I don't know if you've seen or heard, but he did a shoey on wow, stage.
1: I have seen that the was, video. <laughs>
0: that was legendary. <laughs>
1: I can't believe he got peer pressured because because that was that I think I saw on TikTok another like the videos of people suggesting it to him at first and he was saying so you want me so do I drink out of a shoe
2: yeah and
1: then wait out of your shoe or my shoe and then (laughs) and then he's like well I don't really want to do it out of my shoe because then shoe's going to be wet And then Mm. a crowd person says, You can drink out of my shoe. He's like, I don't really want to do that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do (laughs) a shoey. Oh, it was so good. People the other thing people kept trying to get him to do was take off his shirt.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a meme for all the tours.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So I think that
1: I think that's where it came from. I thought people, it was just, they're like, just like, Asians. <laughs> I mean, maybe I feel as though that's probably a worldwide phenomenon.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Shui is an ass. He gets Australian street cred.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think because um, on other TikToks, I was doing for research purposes of mm-hmm. you know how long is the, how long is it gonna be? When do people start lining up? Et cetera, yes, et cetera. Yep. So people, there are just like. In like Phoenix, Arizona, for example, where it's mm-hmm. burning in the middle of the in the middle of the desert, refuses to take his shirt off. And then and then people in the comments they're like, hey, hey, at this place he took shirt off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what a gloat.
1: So let's see. Let's see what happens, I guess.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow. I'm, I'm really excited for you guys. I'm really excited for Blackwish. <laughs>
1: I know, I know I my my mission, we've got to get to the barricade. That is my mission.
0: Dave, you guys got to get there early?
1: Yeah, I mean, i I have we have some sort of plans. Also, we've been chatting with Jar. Jar. Because I asked oh, yeah. him, because he was, like, you know, filming behind the scenes, et cetera. Yeah. And so I asked him, you know, just the preliminary questions of, you know, how long's the line? When does the line start? Um, when does it end? Et cetera. And he said that, I guess, probably the earlier people started lining up at about three. Which is, yeah. Which is relatively early, I guess. That is. Given that you got there, like, six-ish and we're just at Tyree. But, um... For Keshi, given the how quick it sold out, I feel that though that's not too bad.
2: That is true.
1: And for a Sunday as well. I think that's not too yeah. bad. Yeah.
0: I it is still like four hours before
1: it is a while. It's
0: like door opens.
1: Mm, but I feel but, that yeah. in a like it's not a bad place to wait though.
0: That if anything, there's
1: food, there's Wi-Fi, there's a nearby power source in one of those square block rooms, or whatever it's nearby. You can head to the roundhouse, you can eat, chill. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, not, it's not a bad place. Though the idea of him playing in the roundhouse is still funny to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why is that?
1: It's just, you know, because we go to the roundhouse and we always always never see it actually in its Full functionality because it's yeah, designated to be a venue, right? Yeah. But I mean, it's contrasted by the rooms that are for, I guess, teaching, presentate, presentation purposes, and so that is what I've associated with the roundhouse. It's just it's a funky building, <laughs> <laughs> and so the idea of him actually performing at that at uni, it's a uni location, is just really strange to me.
0: That is true. I was sort of shocked that it was at Roundhouse when mm. I first heard it. But mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, I mean, Jack Hollow played there. Yeah. And I've seen it be used as sort of like a venue when you did Heroes.
1: Oh, yeah. I guess so. Where I it's guess... like you could,
0: you could fashion a stage there and you can like see where the audience would go.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess for me, here it's was an educational thing, so it just fair. has that educational aspect. So the only thing that I guess um contributes as, along to you know Jack Harlow and some other artists playing there is BTS when they were really really small. Mm. They came to Australia and they performed their first tour at the Roundhouse.
0: Oh, yeah, someone, I think it was you that told me that.
1: Did I tell you that?
0: I feel like it was, it must have been you or AJ who told me that.
1: Yeah, so that's why I'm just, it's, it's, it's crazy, but I guess it kind of makes sense because it's, you know, for, I guess it seems as though a plausible venue for smaller end artists.
0: Mm, That's true. You know, I see it good on you keshi
1: keshi's not that small though no but i feel as though this is probably going to be the smaller like he's probably gonna blow up a lot afterwards yeah like a lot a lot i think because he's already you know being more consistent at head in the clouds he's having another tour he's collaborating collaborating with a lot of people he had his collaboration with Max recently.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that. I haven't listened to that yet.
1: Oh, you should listen to it. It's a good song. Um, so I feel, yeah, it's probably going to skyrocket. And so I feel if he does do another world tour, this is probably going to upgrade to a much bigger venue afterwards.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, because exactly. I went yeah. to Conan Grey, and mm-hmm. Conan Grey, that was at. I forget what the, the name of it is called. Horton. That's it. Horton mm-hmm. Pavilion in War Park.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's big. Mm-hmm. That's a big venue. Uh, and he, while he was on stage, was sort of talking about like, oh, the first time I ever played in Australia, it was like in this tiny little like bar where <laughs> there was like not that many people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then to sort of just see the like the come up and like mm-hmm. to fill out this this whole not arena, but, like, this whole giant space mm-hmm. It's insane. So, yeah, I'm still just waiting out on the one day that Nikki will come here, and I will cry.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> you got to start planning, you know, I'm going to bring some tissues for this song. I'm going to record this song. I'm going to have all of your, you know, you're going to do all your research of how to get to the barricade.
0: Dude, for real, there's like, <laughs> cause I remember when, when I first got the tickets, cause Jackie bought them for me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she was complaining, or not complaining, but she was um, I guess sort of just being like, oh man, I wish I could have gotten the VIP ticket, mm-hmm. but then I was like, I mean, the VIP ticket's like three hundred bucks, like mm-hmm. do you do you really want to pay like an extra two hundred dollars to just get a photo with him and like a signed <laughs> thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but and then I applied it to Nikki, and I was like, wait, no, I would do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense.
0: Yeah, Makes sense. no, I, I understood. Very, very <laughs> well justified.
1: Wait, didn't I thought Jackie did get VIP. Did she not? Want...
0: So that's what I thought as well. Uh, but then when I talked about it with her on the Monday, she mm-hmm. told me that she didn't.
2: <gasps> um... She She wanted
0: to, but she did not. Oh, so I see. So she was, she was GA as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I take it you guys are GA as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys got the VIP? How did you guys get VIP?
1: Chao wants the whole experience because they released another show. So he oh, got as in, it then. So
0: when they released it. The, oh. Yeah, because you, know, cause
1: what, that you makes sense. know how your one had pre sales
0: yeah. and then public
1: sales. So it went all the. All of the sales went by so quickly and then he announced another another date and then it wasn't you know didn't have that grand buildup of you know getting awareness around the next date he just announced it and then he bought it as soon as it went up because he was really sad and he was like I want tickets I couldn't get any oh. and then he and then he found out that um there is another date and then he bought them instantly.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, so that's was so very
0: good. I am excited for you guys to meet Keshi. I think if you get VIP, though, I don't think you have to worry so much about lining up, right?
1: Like, we do get early access. Um, but the thing is, I feel like you would still have to line up within that group, though. You would have to be first within that group to get a good spot, if that makes sense. Interesting. I, I, because I don't know how if they separate the lines or like how it works. For,
0: I think like there was definitely a guy who came by around the line who was Mm -hmm. like, "Anyone here VIP?" Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know if he was just doing that to just check.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was just random. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. You'll find out tomorrow yeah so that's the only thing that i'm concerned about is because like if we're not there when they like say oh you guys can come in first or like if you're not first in that section line then you're still gonna end up like a couple rows back
2: mm, yeah
1: because it's enough. like yeah, because it's like the different sections access just kind of ensures which section you will be, but then you can still be in, like, the front or the back of said section, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that is true. Well, good luck lining up then.
1: Thank you. Thank I'll be you. on
0: campus tomorrow, so if I if I see you around, then I'll oh. come say hi.
1: Yes, come visit. Um, I'll come visit. <laughs> I think um if you want to grab lunch then um jaja his mates and us are gonna eat lunch i think
0: oh okay sounds good
1: yes i love you. how
0: this this app has just devolved into us making plans for
1: tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> we're, what engaging content i know i know we're not doxing ourselves because this episode will probably be released much later <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. But you want to leave it there for now?
1: Yeah, sounds good. All right. We'll catch everyone in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this has been hosted by yours truly. Um Thanks and josh (laughs) i was gonna say i was thinking about should i say my name or not but then it feels weird to say my name and then i just was like okay let's move on (laughs) yes yours truly and joan and we'll catch you in the next episode see ya
2: bye bye